Hi, welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast. This episode is airing on Monday, April 25th. I'm Sherry McConnell from A Quilting Life. And I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. Thanks so much for being here. We're really excited about this episode. If you listened to our last one, uh, we just, we had a blast with that one. And we knew about the topics for this episode when we were talking then. So uh, we're just excited to to dive into these topics as well. Yeah. Chelsea has both of the quilts today. So I'm going to just turn it over to her right now for a little topic of discussion on those. <laughs> I am so excited about these quilts because I have talked a lot about our Emma collection, giving you an array of colors and prints that can be used for a more themed or holiday type quilts. And so when we designed the collection and I started designing the quilts, I knew I wanted to do just that. So on the wall is... I think this might be my favorite, but this is United, and I used all of the blues and the light grays and low volumes, reds, and pinks for this patriotic quilt, and it is fat quarter friendly, and just so much fun to show off all those prints and how they can work together for red, white, and blue, and I already love red, white, and blue quilts. I but love this just, one. Oh, and yeah. mom did the binding on this one and we chose the red stripe and it's just adorable. Yeah. I really love how working with the the Bella 200 has really made these fabrics pop. Marion Bot did the quilting on this. So cool with the straight lines and the waves mixed in. And I love Starblocks and I know mom yeah. loves Starblocks too. So this one was so much fun to make and I really enjoyed uh, just using the fabrics in a different way. So right. this is United. You'll be able to find this linked. Yeah. And and I have to say, <laughs> Chelsea, this quilt inspired me. Uh, we're both sewing with Moda Blockheads yeah. for right now. It inspired me to do all of my small blocks with kind of yes. a similar color scheme. Yeah. So I'm doing the little 4.5 inches finished blocks with just the reds and the blues and the grays. Yeah. And, just, These colors yeah, play so nicely fun. together. And this new blue we have, I'm still like obsessed oh, with it. Yes. It's adorable. I feel like it's like a cornflower blue. Yes. I, yeah. I yeah. Love it. It's my favorite. I've really, really loved it. Yeah. So yes, United, Fat Quarter Friendly. And then on the table, this, I got so many comments. It was on the ladder the last time I had mm -hmm. quilts. And I got so many comments about the quilts on the table. It's called Joyful. And I talked a little bit about it before. It's also fat quarter friendly. And instead, uh, and this time I'm using the reds, the greens, the grays, and the pinks for a Christmas inspired quilt. They're present blocks with bows and ribbon. And then also I added some patchwork blocks to kind of give it that vintage -y feel. And so I had designed a quilt pattern called under the tree and it was a present quilt block. And it's been like it's been really well received and I'm like, I want to do another one that's kind of a little bit different. And so that's joyful and it's fat quarter friendly. And my quilter did the cutest little like peppermint patty yes. quilting on it. I it was perfect. It. And so, yeah, just awesome. I love both of these quilts. I think they're going to be so fun and the patterns are available now 
to buy. And I mean, who doesn't love a little Christmas in July? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's get those projects started. But yeah, those are the quilts for today. And now I just have one more quilt to make and I am hopefully going to be done with it soon. So good. yeah, I'm excited. I've got one I'm going to be done with soon too. So maybe we can carpool on getting them to the quilter. Let's coordinate mom. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I had to hurry and make one of the blocks complete it because I was so excited about it and it is so cute. It's adorable. So one of my blocks is done, but it's because I hurried and broke my rule of sewing everything at once. Oh, okay. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Okay. Well, we have a great episode today. We have a few listener questions and then yeah. a little bit kind of different thing that we're going to do at the end. Yeah, right? I'm excited about <laughs> it. It's very dramatic. Yeah. So we, we threw a couple listener questions in quilting uh, on, on the quilting subjects because the second topic, which is really good, but it could lead away from quilting. But you're also going to talk about some quilting things yeah. as well. So but oh, stay yeah, tuned for it. Yes. But we figured we'd throw a few in at the beginning just to keep it on that for a little bit. So I'll go ahead and read okay. these questions and okay, let yeah, you guys awesome. take them. And then also note, we will have a full listener question episode. The la- There's three Mondays in May. Okay. So if you oh, if you guys okay. need, you know, send in those questions because that'll be the next full on listener full, question. Okay. Yeah. Send those um, in. Yeah. So we can get prep for those. So, okay. So the first one says, hi, Sherry, love your videos and watch them often. I have a question for your podcast. I'm trying to find a good quality quilt retreat, but I'm a little worried about signing up for one and it not being very well organized. What is the best way to find a good retreat? This is a great question. Good question. Yes. I love it. Uh, first suggestion is I, you know, word of mouth always, always is great. I've been to some quilt retreats that are just amazing. Sometimes you can just organize one with a group of friends and yeah. go to a retreat center. They have there are quilt retreat centers all over the place. I know Lisa Bonjean just opened up her retreat center and I I actually have been to a retreat that was hosted by Lisa years and years ago and it was fabulous and i know lisa's standards for the food and yeah. for just the the work surfaces lisa's wonderful. spaces yeah so i even though i'm not going to her i'm actually going to go on a retreat there this summer with some friends but even though i haven't been there yet i can just recommend it wholeheartedly yeah we just noticed that camille just got done doing a retreat with angela of uh, Angela Walters of yeah. Angela Free Motion Quilt. She, uh, if you follow a it lot, you've seen wonderful. Her. Looked amazing. Yeah, there was a group of women that put it on. You know, so I would say for that, you know, if you have a favorite designer, follow them, and they they yeah. should mention when they are going to be teaching at an organized event. Yeah, and that's a, another really good way. Yeah, to find that's a great way because if there's a designer you really love, like their style and their patterns, and right, that that's definitely someone you might want to to go to a retreat where they're teaching. Right, I have attended a retreat. The last two years I didn't go, but uh, let's see. The last time I went was twenty, maybe twenty eighteen, I think. But just a great retreat that had been happening for 25, 30 years 
at Ruby's Inn, at Bryce Canyon in Utah. And so that's another thing. Look, if you find out about one that has a longevity like that, obviously yeah. they're doing something right for... So that's another good sign that you're finding a quality retreat. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think those are, those are my best Yeah. Options. Word of mouth is definitely There's, there's no be... Yelp for quilt <laughs> retreats. Yeah, there's no Yelp. No. But some of my favorite quilt retreats, too, have just been ones that were organized with a group of friends where mm -hmm. we rented a, a house or um, some little duplexes where there was, you know, access to a large sewing room. And we just kind of did it on our own, really. Yeah. Pretty You're with basic. your favorite people. Yeah. And you just sew. Yeah. All day. Yeah. All night. Yeah. And, and I've gone to retreats where... The food is provided. Uh, another one that I've done a lot of up on the Oregon coast with some friends, you know, we went out to dinner every night and the women who lived more locally brought a lot of things for us to snack on during the day. So we basically just went out to the restaurant that one. Well, that's where I'm going because <laughs> they're providing snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I... That one, Kathy Schmidt and her sister, Bonnie Sullivan, they were the two Oregonians uh, when we were doing that little group of friends. And boy, I sure appreciate Bonnie and Kathy for bringing all those snacks. So uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. But I think those are my best ideas. Those I, are I'm, good. I'm excited to go to a retreat. Some of them are simple. You know, some of them you you bring a handmade gift for everybody. Some yeah. of them you don't. There there are so many different options. Trunk shows are great. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Those are good suggestions. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I've got that one in August, and that'll be the first time that I will have been to a retreat since February of 2020. So yeah. Oh, guilds are another place to look a lot of guilds host yes. retreats so yeah. and quilt shops host retreats and classes and yeah yeah so dana point is still i want to go back yes <laughs> it's wonderful so yeah those okay. are best thoughts on that all right so the next one hello i've been a quilter for 30 years and have always used yardage because that's what my patterns called for in the past year i've had a bunch of surgeries on my right hand and out of boredom started watching youtube videos in the past, I thought the pre-cuts were overpriced given the size and quantity, but after seeing them being used, I was sold, especially since they come in an entire fabric collection. My problem is the pinked edges. Most of my pre-cuts have them. When I cut a 10-inch into 4 fifth inch squares, is that right, Mom? Uh, four, four, five. Five inch yeah. oh, 4 or 5-inch squares. Oh, 4 or 5-inch squares. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, one side is bigger. It seems trimming the edges defeats the purpose of using them for, for convenience. What am I doing wrong? Also, the whole valley and peak issue. I'm loving the newer ways to make blocks. Pattern designers are doing a great job of simplifying them. Between you, your daughter, and the Missouri Quilt Company, Doan Family, YouTube videos, I've gotten my quilting metabolism back. Um, I especially love your patterns and fabric. They tend to be my style and taste. Uh, thanks so much for your videos and down to earth style, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I actually did email Robin back already, but oh, good. I thought her question was so good that it oh, might yeah. apply to a lot of people for the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Chelsea and I work primarily with Moda pre cuts, 
and I feel like their pinked edges are a little bit smaller than most of the other fabric companies and easier to work with. Yeah. I have noticed that. And I have definitely seen the difference because I've had fabrics, yeah. From from other other companies. companies. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah, Moda's are, they're a lot smaller and I do feel they're easier to work with. Yeah. And I use that outer edge of the peak Mm -hmm. to do all my measuring from. Sometimes there still is a little sliver get, that gets trimmed off. Yeah. But I still feel like it's a time-saving mm-hmm. way to sew, even if there's a little bit of trimming that comes because, you know, if you have a fat quarter, you generally have to iron that first. A layer cake, maybe you don't, or a charm pack, you don't have to iron first. That's why I prefer <laughs> the layer cakes and the charm packs. I'm like, yes, I don't have to iron that. out. Like when I right. have a fat quarter bundle, I'm like, oh, man. Okay, let's get ironing. Got to get all those creases out. Like, yeah, I love layer cakes and charm packs. I think it's totally worth it and it's still time saving. Right. And and like she said, all the prints in just one tiny little pack is right. amazing. And designers, they do. They curate patterns now. Hey, this is charm pack friendly. This is layer cake friendly. And you know you have all of the usage you'll need. Right. Yeah. And they're great for saving too. If you, I if you have three layer cakes left over or... Five charm squares left over. I love putting them in a box just with all my leftovers for scrap quilts yeah. later. Just really helps. I feel like those pieces get used up more quickly in my scrap quilts because they're already at a certain size. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully are, that helps. Hopefully that helps. That was yeah. a great question, though. And I'm glad to know you already emailed her back yeah, and talked yeah. to her. Okay, um, so the last one we have is, uh, my question is about the difference between what a spring and summer collection in general looks like. I'm wanting to make the Camille Springville and Somerville patterns. I can't decide on a fabric collection for either because I am not. I am really not sure on what a typical summer or spring collection will look like. I was thinking shine on shine on fabric for the spring pattern and maybe Emma fabric for the summer pattern. Is a spring collection... Is a spring collection, should a spring collection have pastels instead of brights? I'm really not sure, and I would uh, greatly appreciate your answer. Uh, Andrea P. Quilted Lullabies. That's really interesting. Yeah. I love how she put that. Mm-hmm. I've, we've never had this question yeah, before. Yeah, we've never had this question I before. I thought it was a great one. And in in differentiating between the spring and summer, I like how she compared you with the pastels and the brights, too. First off, I think those are great fabric lines choice her choices. choices the choices are i think awesome i think they're great yeah uh so I, let's start with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and don't you agree that emma seems to be more of a summer collection yeah i totally agree so when you're decorating for spring as opposed to decorating for summer what do you do in your home because the transition for me going straight from like Christmas, so I'll go from Christmas quilts and then now because of sincerely yours, I have a plethora of Valentine's right. quilts. So just recently my whole house was pink and I think my husband was like, whoa, okay, cool. Like we're doing this. <laughs> I bet Mason's ready for those oh, to go so, with. Oh yeah. <laughs> so right. Well, but that's what I was going to bring up. I switched out all the Valentine's quilts. Seashore Drive to me is actually the perfect transition fabric spring into summer and um, late summer into fall, actually. It is so soft to look at and calming. And so just any fabrics that are a little bit softer, whereas Emma, yeah, is bright and vibrant. And I think that's the perfect for summer. Yeah. So that's kind of my take on it. I think her choices are spot on. 
Yeah. And in the summer, too, I feel like you have the option, too, if you're in the United States, to do the red, white, and blue thing oh, for I do summer. The, I do that, Which too. I do. So yeah. in the spring, I've got – and this is what I'll probably do. You know, I'm getting ready. I still had a snowman quilt downstairs in the <laughs> coffee table. What? I'm like, I got to get rid of that and put something lighter <laughs> and brighter. But Funny. Yeah. So I usually transition to – winter grays after Christmas. And then of course, sincerely yours now is going to be a staple for February. And then March though is the March next. is green springy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I do the red, white and blue. And then uh, sometimes I feel like Emma's probably going to come after my red, white and blue kind of a late summer. Yes. Look. And then I'll go into the fall. Yeah, because she, yeah, definitely. Because you could put the red, whites, and blues in there, but that's a Mm. very specific. Right. Actually, what's great about that is, yeah, we can keep that up for a long time with how many holidays are like spread out. But no, I think those are great options. But yeah, I agree. Like when you think of summer, you're like, pop. Right. You know, it's the colors are very vibrant and sunny. And yeah, I feel like summer is warmer outside than spring. So, the colors might be deeper. Yes. And, yeah. That's, that's did, kind did of... You ma- maybe I miss, miss or didn't hear you, but did you address <laughs> the pastel thing, though? I think pastel. pastel I think pastels are spring. I think pastels you? are okay. spring. Yeah. Because you're looking like Easter. Right. I I think that's perfectly fine with the pastels. Yeah. But I do, yeah, I don't see pastels as summer, but that's just me. Right. Like, yeah. when I think of those two things, that's why I thought it was so interesting she brought that up, because I'm never like... Oh yeah, spring pastels, and so I'm like, oh, but yeah, I would have right. pastels in the spring, I guess. Like that makes sense to me, right? So, yeah, I thought that was great. Great question, and we really haven't ever had that before. So, yeah. so our our topic that we're going to spend the rest of the time talking on, and actually, all three of us are going to address this. I'm so excited. I- <laughs> I'm just going to give like a little background. So I brought this up to Chelsea and Billy. Give the background because I have something to say after. So (laughs) the first place I saw it was from the modern Mrs. Darcy. And she is a blogger and an author and she is a podcaster. Uh, I, I really enjoy reading her blog and I get book selections, but she also puts like lifestyle sort of like what I do on my Saturday seven posts. She, she posts about that also on a weekly basis. Yeah. And anyway, I can't remember what date it was in February, but she announced on her blog that this was the exact halfway point of winter on this date in February. And so she did a post called 10 things saving my life right now. And she explains on the post that the idea comes from author Barbara Brown Taylor's wonderful memoir, Leaving Church. In it, she, and I'm quoting from the modern Mrs. Darcy right here. In it, she tells the story of how once she was invited to speak at a gathering, and when she asked for her topic, this was her host's request. Quote, tell us what is saving your life right now, end quote. It's a good question. Most of us know what's killing us and can articulate it if asked, but it's harder, less natural, less intuitive, less practiced, to note what's giving us life. And that's the end of the passage from the modern Mrs. Darcy. Anne Bogell is her name, by the way. And then she proceeded to write about 10 things that were helping get her through this dreary time of winter. Yeah. And they didn't, I mean, her main topic is 
obviously book reviews, and they, they didn't all relate to that. So it was really refreshing. And I thought about it then. I thought about doing a blog post on it, but I never did. And then I also started seeing a lot of other people I follow writing about the same topic. So Laura Vanderkam and Sarah Hart Unger both did that topic in their podcasts. I just saw another blogger that wrote about the same thing. And everyone's kind of attributing it back to the modern Mrs. Darcy. And, and she gives the yeah. original so anyway, I thought that that would be really fun for the three of us to yeah. just looking at our lives and just what's helping us get through right now. So I do have something really funny to say, though. So okay. this morning I was running late and I was getting ready and I get this email from mom that said 10, 10 things that are say something about saving your oh. life. And I'm like, oh, she's worried about me again. Like. <laughs> She's got to be sending me some article. Or so. And then I read the email and I realized it was a topic, but I was just dying laughing because for Christmas, mom got me a book that said, I think you should talk to someone. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe you should talk to someone. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> but no, it was a joke because before she gave it to me, she's like, I don't want you to think this means anything. I have this gift for you. And then I was like, you just gave me so much more anxiety by prefacing oh with goodness. that to me. It was hilarious. Anyways, so I just thought it was funny. I'm like, man, mom is just like on a roll with me. So this was great. Okay, so who's going to start? Oh, and you want to mention that one... One thing you're going to mention is quilting related, yeah, right? Yeah, at least right. one thing okay. is quilting related. Right. But everything goes together. Right. I will start. Okay. Actually. Okay. Awesome. okay. <laughs> no surprise. Go no, okay. No surprise, right? This is something I just started a few weeks ago, and it has proven so important in my daily schedule. I have not missed a day. And so I'm a list maker. I've talked about that a lot on the podcast and I find myself writing these lists while I keep adding things to the list. Keep And it, I have found it stresses me out, even though I am a list person. So what I decided to do is I pick a top three. What are my top three for the day? And I write it on a little note card or post it. And all I have to accomplish is those three things. And I don't have to worry about anything else. Now, if there's anything extra, that's fine. And I've done it every single day for the past three weeks. And I have been so productive. And I'm also proud of myself. And thus, I honestly feel like I'm happier. And it's been great. And I'm like on top of things. So that is my first one, my top three. I love that. And I'm going to actually take my headphones off and go get something to give to her really quick. <laughs> Yay, I love gifts. <laughs> okay, so... If you're watching, you'll be able to see today's three things notepad. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So thank you. I got that from uh, Get to Workbook. She does planners and she has some cool notepads. So I can refill so when you can, I run out. So you can buy a new one. Yeah. This is exactly what I need because I'm using like those four by six little note cards yeah. right now. Yeah. So thanks, mom. I, yeah. It's my birthday tomorrow, you too. Go. So you, <laughs> thank you. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. From when this episode airs, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, it yes. is. Yeah. I'm sorry. A, I have a real I present for you. I didn't mean <laughs> for your birthday. I didn't mean okay. tomorrow, tomorrow. I yes. meant okay. we're 
From like, yeah, wait. the day this releases. Yeah. The day this releases tomorrow would be. Would be. Okay. That awesome. was weird. So there you go. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Well, that's my first one. Okay. It's proven efficient. <laughs> okay. Are you me? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to just show two, two books here. Uh, <laughs> one is called One List a Day. And Ooh. this has been so fun. It goes through the year and there are three spaces so you can do it three different years. So just say May 28th, subjects I'd like to know more about. And so you just fill in 2022 and you put your three things. Oh, that's different. Yes, I've... it's different. And it's been so fun. I started it actually back in wow. November, October. How far does it go back? I like that it's one list a day and not one line a day. Yeah. So, wow. I So I started August 25th. Wow. And so, and sometimes I do more than one day at a time because I get behind, but I think it's, it's really fun now, but I think it's going to be even more fun year two yes. when you see what you wrote the year before. Wait, how many years is it? Three? So it's a three year. Wow. Yeah. Favorite writers, memorable injuries, things I'm proud of, reasons for my recent bad moods. I'm, they're just so fun. Oh, I need that. I got it off Amazon and I just have a blast with the this. The bad mood one might be really hilarious <laughs> yeah. for me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get this. Can I take a picture of it really yeah. quick? And then the other thing I've been doing, I looked for a whole lot of different gratitude journals. And this is my favorite. It's the five-minute gratitude journal. And I don't write in it every day, but it has prompts. Wow. And so you just put the date that you're writing. And it has, you know, I think four prompts every single day and a wow. fun little quote at the end. I'm going to take a picture of this too. So when I've done... Wow, you know, you've done a lot. A few days. So that I, I, I just feel like writing is always beneficial. And these are two fun ways to get some writing into your life. See, I think I'm a so, prompt person. Like, I need the prompt because I don't want to yeah. come up with it myself, but I still want to do it. Like, yeah. this is really cool. Yeah. I have, love this. They've both been really fun. I'm going to so, get that too. Okay. So that's... And it makes you happier. Yeah. It really does to yeah. write. When I was young, I just have to throw this in. <laughs> when I was younger, sometimes I would get really angry about some things. <sighs> and mom would always tell me, Chelsea, write it down and see how you feel afterwards. <laughs> and it worked. I don't know yeah. what it was. It worked for me every single time. And sometimes I just write down, oh, I'm so mad, like all this stuff, or oh, I'm really sad. And uh, it really helped. Or she yeah. would tell me, write ideas. Like if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have an idea, write it down. So yeah. mom, you just continue with the writing. Oh things. my goodness. Okay. Writing things, people. <laughs> okay, Billy. All right. Well, Billy. I'm going to break the trend of lists. Okay. Of, right? <laughs> okay. For, so the first one, when when my mom presented this subject, automatically, and there's probably a lot of you out there that can also relate to this if you are pet owners or animal <laughs> lovers, but my dog is always going to be number one on <laughs> what's saving my life. Yeah. So, um, he's so devoted to you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good, I got a good one, and not not just like that. Like I think most of you probably know. Like maybe some people don't like dogs and pets, and that's fine. But there have been studies to show that pet owners just there's there's a lot of health benefits, like yes. mental health benefits yeah. with having pets, longer longer lives, um, things like that. So yeah. I always feel like he's he's really good for me. 
And we'll have to pop up a picture of Jack. <laughs> yeah, Jack. So he always oh, comes out Jack. here with me when I when I come and he he really likes my dad too, so he hangs out with my dad when I'm working out here with my mom. But um also to go along with that and I know I wouldn't do this unless I had him is going to a park and just like walking yeah. and and getting yeah. out, getting fresh air, um letting him walk, letting him run around do his thing. And uh, that daily it's, sunshine. Yeah, it's it's, it's really true. important to go out and just and get some vitamin D, get a little little exercise with just a walk, and then just to watch a dog in a park is is also like reset your mind because it simplifies the world. Yeah, you know, like yeah. when I go to the park with my dog, and there's a few different ones I go to in Vegas, but you know how they interact with other dogs, or just how happy they are with like the simple things. You know, yeah, yeah. like. For me, it's it's a good, like, I don't really like doing anything every day until, and I, I'll talk a little bit more about that later, why I can do that now. But um, I like to start the day by going outside, walking him, and then it just sort of resets you and be like, all right, now we can go and do the, these things that we find important. But yeah, um, anyway. That's, yeah. that's my first that. one. I love that too. And sometimes Billy will like, it's random, but he'll be like, oh yeah, I saw his friend at the park or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, wait, what? And like his dog friend, like, yeah, it's funny. I love that. I, I, love I agree with how important it is to just get outside. In fact, I have that on my little habit tracker outside for at least 10 minutes every day. Yeah. Even if I'm just watering some plants or just sitting on the bench, I think... You know, yeah. a walk is ideal, but I always can't do that. So yeah. love that one. Okay. Okay, number two. Number two. <laughs> Mine lately has been reading for enjoyment, not business. Sometimes, yeah, not right. business. And I have some great business books that I love and have annotated and highlighted and all that stuff. But I, I really found that I was missing something and I was having a hard time watching any TV. I was like, I don't like watching TV anymore. I don't know what it is. And I would, I used to watch a show or listen to some or music. I was having a really hard time and I decided to start reading for enjoyment. And I have frequented Barnes and Noble lately and I am reading for enjoyment and I'm absolutely loving it. And I don't know what it is. If it's like the escape into like a fictional right. world or something. But I did. I was a reader growing up. You and were. I would read. Yeah. Like I read all the Harry Potter books and it was just so fascinating to me. And so that is something I've started to do and it has been very healthy. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like I can just read a few chapters of something. And yeah, I've really been enjoying it. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to your roots of because you used to read a lot of fiction a when you were a kid fiction. Right? you I, and my other sister i'm yeah. really big well can candace is a big yeah fictional reader too mm -hmm. and i don't think i go as deep into those worlds maybe as she does i like maybe like real life situations that are fictional mm -hmm. uh not so much the fantasy genre yeah. i'm more yeah real life situation but still fictional is yeah. what I'm reading right now. And but now my to be read list is very long. And I came out of Barnes and Noble recently with like just so many books that I had heard about that were super good. And so actually, thankfully, my brother's fiance, she Her, does, your other brothers. Yeah, yeah. my other brother's yeah. fiance. They're both engaged. <laughs> uh, she actually reads a lot. And so we will now 
talk a lot about the books we're reading and she'll and suggest- she's in a book club she's in a book club and yeah. i want that so bad you guys i want a little book club that yeah but it's fun because i get to talk to her about the books that i'm reading and she'll talk to me about the book she's reading so I would love to be in a book club, too. I know. Well, maybe you guys could start one. I know, (laughs) but I don't know if mom would be interested in the books I'm reading. (laughs) Like, she'd be like, okay. Have a conversation about it. Things to do 101. Let's read it. And I'm over here like, well, I just want to read about Bob and Jill who fell in love at science camp. Like, I I want contemporary romance. Like, oh. Well, so I'll go next. And I actually have books on my list too. Oh, awesome. And I do, I love reading business books. I feel like (laughs) I should have, you know, done business classes in college when, you know, had a, but I didn't know back then that I would need it. But so I read a lot of those types of books, but, uh, so this book is saving my life right now. You can see I've got, if you're watching, I've got it all marked. I died when I saw the title. It's called, I didn't do the thing today. And (laughs) If you know me, I'm so into productivity, but this is really helpful about how sometimes, you know, not doing the thing is just what you need, you know, to step back and relax. And so I'm really loving this right now. But I, uh, like Chelsea, I've also kind of felt like I need to have a fiction book all the time. And then I read this article about about how you should read business type books and self-help during the day, but at night, you should always read fiction because it will help you sleep better. Whoa. Yeah. Is this a real thing? It's a real thing. It's I just helping read. me sleep. So, yeah. It's working. <laughs> so I need to pick out a fiction book. And uh, because what? I am reading a book that's non-business right now, it's it's a life of Jane Austen. And it's really fascinating oh. too, but it's not, it's it's her real life. Oh, so it's not, we have, wait, wait, wait. But, can I just talk about this though? Yeah. Mom told me, wait, let me take a picture of this. Sir. Okay. But it, and I'm breaking my rule already. All the links I will don't... be in the description, yes. Chelsea. Yes. You can click the link. I yeah. make it a... <laughs> okay, so really? my second one, and this is the one I'll relate to. Again, it's not quilting, but it's right. what I do with you guys. Right. Um, the thing that's saving my life within there is my mom and dad's internet. And <laughs> just really quick, let me explain. There's, a, there's sort of a funny story to it. Before my parents oh my moved goodness. into this house... They were, and it's been mentioned before, they're renting in another house. And your neighbor there, correct me if I'm wrong, he works at the internet company at the town out here, right? Right, right. And so he was telling my dad all about internet speeds when they, when you guys did get in here. And he was like, oh, here, you know, I can give you this package for free for one, for one week, just so you can try it out. And at the time, yeah, we started doing videos and I had a different computer and it, it was, I was filming in a lower grade quality um, a video. And then my dad's like, hey, should I get this upgraded package? The upload speed's like incredible and everything. And at the time I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to, that'd be cool. And then I was like, well, when we do other videos, I can upgrade the quality when I get a new computer. And so he ended up doing it. Well, that's been a lifesaver for me because these podcasts that we film, you know, they could go 45, 50 minutes and I shoot them in 4K. They create pretty big file sizes. And the internet I have at home back in Vegas, it it would take all day to oh upload that goodness. to YouTube. Yeah. So when I when I, I try to schedule it so we I can we can film these, record them, and then I can also upload it to YouTube prior to me leaving. Yeah. 
and it takes like 30 minutes to do those things. So <laughs> yeah. the difference and even like, like your the whole videos, day would be ruined before. If yeah. You and yeah. a couple yeah. times I have, and I've just sat there and let it run for like eight, nine hours oh, to upload a, to God upload a podcast. Yes. But that means I'm pretty much stuck at home all day. So anyway, what? that's my little, that is a life business. Saver. Yeah. 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 This, this has been one. so revealing so this far. Is this is enlightening. And it also allows us to do good um, live streams, which we haven't done one for oh, a while. Yeah. But that yeah. upload speed, without even ever thinking we'd do a live stream someday in this house, yeah, it ends up, you know, that that's really good for us. And, yeah. and it's also the, sorry, I'm rambling too. No, but this is great. The package in We're Las Vegas rambling. to get that type of upload speed. I don't know what it is about out here, but I... I I I have to pay a lot of money to get the upload speed that you guys have. For and less. Yeah. Holy yeah. Cow. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a pretty good deal out here. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good. Yeah. We got a good. Okay. okay. My next so one, never... I'll make it really, really quick. But just recently, my husband came to me and he's like, hey, could we please start getting outside and, and moving any type of movement, exercise, and eating a little bit healthier? And so we have been for the past uh, it's almost been two weeks and we're just both. It's just goes off of Billy's. We get outside every day and, um, we make a, make a nice meal. And actually what's been great about it is we're working out together and we're making dinner together. And mm-hmm. that has been kind of a nice dynamic, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So that's my next one. It's been really beneficial. I'm really, I'm really happy so far. Yeah. Well, that's so funny because my next one has to do with food too. <laughs> So we actually had a, a family party at Chelsea's house a we couple did. weeks ago oh, no. to celebrate her daughter's I know what baptism. you're bringing up. And Chelsea's mother-in-law, so they did a brunch because the, the baptism was at nine in the morning. Yes. And they did a brunch and they had breakfast sandwiches and so good. fruit and all of these wonderful things. Well, anyway, Chelsea's mother-in-law brought her air fryer and she did the hash brown patties and... <laughs> I was just like right there watching every step because I had been thinking about it and they were so good. They were were crisp and they weren't greasy. And so that was a Saturday on Monday morning. I went to Costco and bought an air fryer. (laughs) Yeah. My parents' lives are forever changed, let me just tell you. So yeah, now I'm looking for all the air fryer recipes. I feel like it's going to be really beneficial this summer. I won't have to turn the oven on and and I can do some things. Yeah. You should talk to my friend, Kim. Yes. She's like the queen of the air fryer. Yes. I should have talked to her yesterday when I saw her. Yes. You saw her yesterday? So yeah. Oh yeah, you did. I picked up your son from (laughs) a birthday party. You guys, my days are just, I forgot about that. Okay. Thank goodness for my parents. So yeah, and then the other thing just right along that is food is like, I do enjoy home chef meals sometimes, gets me out of a recipe rut (gasps) and, you know, can just have those meal kits delivered. We used it a lot during the pandemic, but I feel like now I still try to do one at least like once a month. I actually just signed up for Clean Simple Eats, started one. Oh, they did? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm going to have to look into that. I know, and it's all like your macros and everything because Mason's like trying to get buff and stuff. (laughs) Buff and stuff. Sean Sean sends him workouts or something. So he's taking it quite serious. Awesome. (laughs) You guys, I just want to apologize. This podcast has gone like. No, no. That's why we did the quilting questions at the beginning. That's why I said. Yeah, no, Billy, is yours about food? Yeah, is yours about food? (laughs) It is not. I'm always different than you guys. (laughs) Okay. But it it is a health benefit, I think, that's that's helping me out too. So. 
Um, and are you guys have quilting ones too? I have one on? last one that is a quilting one. Okay. Yeah, and so do I. Okay, cool. <laughs> so this is my last one. And this relates to the last episode when we were talking about quilting lives. And I mentioned something like, oh, I'll tell you a change oh, in right. my life. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the, the, th- the third thing that's saving my life right now is uh, a new and improved sleep schedule. And do tell. the do reason tell. I'm putting that is because now, um, I'll go back to the change in my life. I basically right now I'm just working with my mom and sister full time running all the media stuff. So I stepped away from uh, my job. I was a teacher for six years in Las Vegas. And uh, it's not that I like hated being a teacher or anything like that, but with all the opportunities that came during the pandemic with what we were doing. And, you know, you guys have probably heard of the great resignation. So I could be part of that. I found something else to <laughs> yeah. do during that time. And, and I, I enjoy it. And honestly, the, the biggest, the best benefit I feel that's come from that is that I don't have to wake up as early. I taught high school and I will, I could go on for 30 minutes about <laughs> why schools start too early in yes. this country. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't agree. think Wholeheartedly. it's, yeah, I really don't think it's healthy for, for the kids and everything, but that's way above my pay grade of decision-making. <laughs> um, but I also, I listen to podcasts and read some different books on different health things and learning more about sleep. And also everyone's different. The, the whole morning person and night person really is a thing. Mm-hmm. And it can be stemmed back to a long time ago of, of why that is. I won't get into that, but I really truly believe I'm not a bright and early morning person. I'm not someone that should wake up at five in the morning. Same. And yeah, um, so because of, and that's what I had to do teaching, and so because of that, now that I've, I've switched careers and everything, it allows me to sleep in later. It also allows me to bring my dog to the park because, yes. and, and you know, I'm totally fine. I mean, I used to be done with work at one thirty in the afternoon sometimes. Yeah. And to a lot of people that sounds, they're like, that is great. Like I have the rest of the day. To me, it doesn't really matter. I, I'll start my work later in the day and finish later. And that works for me and that makes me, I just feel healthier, happier, everything, you know, being able to sleep in, wake up, not sleep in, you know, but not five in the morning, wake up when it's nice and cool, still bring my dog to the park, get some sunshine. I feel so much better and much more productive with that type of schedule. I know people though that are perfectly fine waking up 4.30 in the morning and and can be super productive and 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 I think you just need to find what works best for you. Um, and I get it. Not every job works like that as well. I'm very lucky and fortunate to be able to do that. But, um, since I've prioritized my sleep and, and looking to get seven hours of sleep, at least a night, it's uh, been a game changer for me. So that's, that's my, awesome. my third thing yeah. that's saving my life. Same. I love that Not too. a morning person yeah. at all. Yeah. Me either. And I also agree with, you know, when I was teaching English, I had lots of students do their research papers on school starting times for high school oh, students and, and share with me all the research. And the research is overwhelming. Wow. Those high school kids should not be starting at 7 a.m. They yeah. should not. Uh, high, and students, they need nine hours of sleep. Yeah. Y- you know, they do. so, yeah. And kids don't like going, well, especially high school kids, they don't like going to bed before midnight. Oh, right? yeah, no. <laughs> and then they yeah. got to get up at 6.30. Yeah, they need to get up. Yeah, 
No, that's a good one. I agree with that. I remember I bought you a book on sleep that you asked for for Christmas one yeah. time too. Yeah, that's one oh. of the books yeah. I've read oh. and yeah. and some other guys' podcasts and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so my last one is sewing related. Same. <laughs> okay, same. and this is saving my life right now. I feel like I spent the majority of the month of March doing this, cleaning my sewing room. Oh. And I can't even tell you how just uh, inspiring, invigorating, refreshing, everything it was. It was a lot of work. I literally took everything off of one, two, three shelves and an entire closet. I got it out of the room, into the hallway. I didn't bring anything back into the room unless I knew I wanted it there and where it was going to go. I didn't put anything in the closet unless it was labeled. I found so many orphan blocks that I didn't know I had. I found projects. I found fabric. It has just (sighs) been really refreshing. And I still have a little bit more to do, but wow, what a difference that has made. And I, you know, I have a lot about that in my Quilting Life Planner and do you follow the minim- the minimalists? It's true. I I they're excellent. Do you listen to their podcasts or? Yeah, I see like the little the I, little tidbits. Okay, on I their read, social media. I read Joshua Becker's blog. Oh, okay. So yeah. I read his blog. Uh, they say yeah. it is uh it is a game changer. Yeah, your whole he- health yes encompasses decluttering. Yeah. Like, So, and even I feel like even if you're going to, and they tell you, you know, if it's a hobby and it's something you love, you can keep it, but you've got to have it. You've got to know what you have and you've got to have it organized. And so that has just been super refreshing for me this month. Uh, Mine is just real quick. We're getting down on time here, but I have, mom has for years said, Hey, you should just sew along with blockheads or, Hey, there's this sew along that you should do. And I'm always like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And I just saw it as more work for me. And this year I'm actually a motor block head. So that was really exciting. But uh, I was like, oh yeah, I could just make my block. But no, I decided to do the block heads consistently. And it has been so good for me. And the reason why is I do feel it is important to have schedules and organization in your life. And that's what this has given me. It's not like, oh yeah, well, I should finish this quilt within this time frame. No, I know that every Wednesday a block is coming out and I have been having so much fun with it. And it's been a game changer and I just have really enjoyed it. And I think it's helped me stay on task. And I'm actually blogging. I did two blog posts, you guys. Like, And it's just my block heads. But to me, it's really, really helped me. Yeah. So I love that you picked that because I almost picked that instead of <gasps> really? cleaning the sewing room. Yeah. It's been so good for me. I feel like it is so good. It and is saving it's, my life. It's a creativity practice too. Yes. And I love that the patterns this year for Motoblock Heads 4, they're in black and white. Yes. So it makes you think. And where we're sewing early, we haven't really seen anybody else's blocks. Yeah. It's making us really think about what colors we would, we like to would use. want to use. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's a, a super wonderful practice for creativity to, yeah. to participate in something and it like is. that. It's fun. I'll yeah. get out my, my little Emma scraps and I'm like, right. oh, what can I come up with today? Yes. And it has been so good for me. Right. So that's my sewing one. Yeah. It's been really beneficial. Yeah. Can, can I Love mention that. something funny uh-huh. about oh, that? Gosh. I think it was two or three episodes now that you mentioned that you were going to be a blockhead designer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I 
still have it. I'm gonna cut it and oh, send no. it to you guys. But in oh, the no. midst of all that, you were you announced it. It was funny, and you and you were excited and everything. But the way you said it is, you looked at the camera. You said, "Everyone, I'm a blockhead." <laughs> and and when I was editing it, I was laughing. I'm like, oh. she never, instead of saying, "I'm a Moda, Moda blockhead, blockhead designer, pattern designer, <laughs> block designer," you just said, "Guys, I'm a blockhead," and you were really proud of yourself. And uh, I, th- I thought that this was so. Encompasses who I am, guys. You have now found out I'm probably the silliest person you'll meet. That is That's hilarious. Fun. Yeah, I'm a blockhead. That's fun. Oh, wow. that's great. This is such a great episode. Yeah. I feel so yeah. lifted and enlightened. Did you have another one? Or are you good? No. Nope, you I, did the three. I just wrote three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our next episode will be on Monday, May 9th. Yes. And as Billy mentioned earlier, there will be three episodes in May. So uh, send those questions in. Send those any. questions in. Yeah. And thanks so much for stopping by. Yeah.